Amen. Peace of Christ Hope College. Last day of classes. Can I get an amen? Yes. Final chapel of the semester. Hey, we have some visitors here. We want to welcome you to Hope College. Thank you for being here. Um, a quick question. Is there any senior here who's graduating at semester? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah. Yes. We love you. Just know, just know what's, what happens at Hope is not meant to stay at Hope. You're, just, you're meant to go. It's good. Um, hey, uh, it's, it, we're at the end. I want to give a couple thanks. I want to, um, can we give a, a thank you to our campus safety officers who are always here? Yes. We love you. Brian Bruning, who, who, who's our custodian, who makes Dimnit look so nice. Doesn't it look nice? We want to give some love to Brian. Yes. I love, it's so much happens, doesn't it, between August and now? I always feel like college time is like dog year time. It just multiplies. There's so much. I mean, you freshmen, I mean freshmen here, all, all of, um, think about what happened between August when your parents dropped you off and now. It, doesn't it feel like so much? It just, it just speeds by. I love this time of year because it, it invites that kind of reflection of what God has done, how, how you have grown. I love this time of year too because um, I can just see it on your faces right now. You are wild-eyed and caffeine-frenzied. You have a, a sense of self-directed and self-motivated and self-interested passion because right around the corner, we have finals. I love finals. I love the intensity in the air. I love the smell of a fresh blank booklet that you have to fill in the air. I love everything about finals, the, all the intensity. As the time becomes more limited, the pressure mounts. And I can see you, you're trying to pack a year's, a semester's worth of books and words and ideas all into a single week. You're studying, you're analyzing, you're synthesizing, you're memorizing, you're tickety-clackety-clackety-typing. You're doing all of this stuff and footnoting all to turn it in so that you can go home. <laughs> I love this time of year because you're bumping up right to the end, right to the end. But as you, mm, but as you, as you prepare to take your finals and as you prepare to go home, I want to encourage you to take a word with you a word that you can put in you that you can, that, that might put, that might be like a seed in your heart that might grow into something beautiful. And the word is simple, but it's also complex. The word is abide. Abide. Can you say it with me? Abide. When you take your finals this week and prepare as you study, as you write your papers and do your research, I want to encourage you to abide. And as you go home and see your family, I want to encourage you to abide. As you see your friends, old friends and, and new friends, I, I want to encourage you to abide. Wherever you go, whoever you're with, abide, abide, abide. The word is inspired by Jesus. In John chapter 15, we catch Jesus walking with his disciples. 
They've had their final supper together and they're walking to Gethsemane where Jesus is gonna pray to God to have this cup taken from him. So this walk is one of the final moments that Jesus is with his disciples. So the things that he is saying are the most essential. And here what, here's what Jesus says. Jesus says, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch that does not bear fruit. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes in order that it might bear more fruit. You've already been cleansed by the word that I have given you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit unless by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you bear fruit apart from me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Everyone who abides in me and I in them bears much fruit because apart from me you can do nothing. Those who do not abide in me are thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, cut down, thrown into the fire and burned. But if you abide in me and I, my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and that you become my disciples. Just as the Father loved me, so I love you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy might be in you and that your joy might be complete. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Abide. 11 times in 11 verses, Jesus says, abide. You know this because you're really smart and you're taking finals, but that when a word is repeated again and again and again, that's like the writer's way of underlining, highlighting, bolding, pay attention to this. 11 times in 11 verses, Jesus says, abide. As you go home, as you do your finals, as you're with your family, with your friends, I don't care if you're going north, south, east, or west. I want to encourage you to abide. Because if you're wondering, how do I get that life that flourishes? How do I live a life that glorifies God in the land of the living? What's the secret to prayer? If you want to know, how do I discover the fount of eternal joy in life? It's, the secret is, abide. Abide in me, says Jesus, and I abide in you. It, it, it's an amazing claim. I am the true vine, says Jesus. You, we've been hitting these I am statements through John. There are seven of them. And every time we hear the word I am, it's our way of, uh, it, that's the author's way of wanting to draw attention to a claim that Jesus is making about himself. Jesus is saying unequivocally to his disciples, I am God, I am the true vine. There's a direct association symbolically between Israel and the vine and the vineyard. This is one of Israel's major themes. They would have been hearing, Israel, they would have been hearing Isaiah when he writes, the house of Israel is the vineyard of the Lord. So when Jesus says, I am the true vine, he is saying, I am God, I am the God of the covenant, I am your God in flesh before you. Abide in me and I in you. You, you see, this word abide is an invitation that gives a warning as well as holds a promise. And the invitation is this, 
Have a relationship with me. Abide in me. And I will abide in you. To abide means to comply with, to obey, observe, follow, keep to, hold to, conform, stick to, accept, go with. Abide with Jesus wherever you go. And whatever you do, abide. And what I love about this is that it's concrete, this image. I am the true vine. You are the branches, he says to his disciples. The, the enemy of the Christian life is abstraction. When things become othered, an ism. I would describe myself, for example, as an evangelical, but I don't participate much in evangelical-ism. Isms almost always go bad. And we like to make Jesus an ism sometimes. We'll put it in a conservatism. We'll put it in a progressivism. But all of a sudden, we're talking about the principles. We're no longer talking about Jesus. What we like to do is make Jesus a virtue, make Jesus a principle, make Jesus something other than what he is, a person who is the living God that we have to abide in. Jesus says something concrete. I am the vine and you are the branches and you were made, you were designed, you were destined to bear fruit, but you can only bear fruit in me. To abide is not a call to do more, but to be more. To abide is not an invitation to should on yourself. I, I should be doing more. To abide is an invitation to give more. To give your heart and mind and soul and strength to the living God. And to begin to, out of that, bear the fruit that allows you to love others as you would want them to love yourself. That's what abide means. And the good news is, you can abide anywhere you go. You can abide here at Hope College. And even as you leave Hope College and you go home, you can abide through the power and mystery of the Holy Spirit. Wherever you go and whoever you're with, you can abide. And you can participate in God's life. The invitation is simply to live a life in such a way that you are participating in God's work right now. You don't have to do more. You don't have to have it all figured out. What you just need to do is give yourself to Christ and abide and trust that. The branch isn't doing anything, it's just connected. And it allows the energy, the power, the nutrients of the vine to allow it to bear fruit. And that also brings us to the warning. The invitation is to abide, to have this relationship with Christ. But there's also a warning. It's that you can do nothing on your own. Those who do not abide in me are thrown away like a branch and withers, decays. We love the baby Jesus this time of year. We love it. So cuddly, we hold him, we rock him, we sing to him. We love the Jesus that says, blessed are those who mourn. It's comforting, it's very pastoral. We're a little more uncomfortable with the Jesus that says something like, those who do not abide in me are thrown away like a branch. It sounds harsh. It, it feels harsh to me when I read these words. I read these and I'm like, ooh, Jesus. But the more I think about it, these are not harsh words. This warning is a kindness because he's merely telling us the truth. 
Unless our lives are connected to the source of life, we will not thrive and flourish. That's the warning. He's not making a threat. He's just describing reality. And so as you prepare for finals and your work, abide. As you go home to your family and to your friends, abide. When you're alone with your computer, abide. When you're footnoting and making sure that they're accurate, abide. When you're typing the paper, you're not copying something else because you're abiding. When you're with your friends and you're out together in a celebratory mood, you're abiding. Wherever you go, whatever you do, abide. And if you are connected to Christ, you will bear much fruit. And that is the secret to a life that glorifies God. The secret to prayer is to be connected to Christ because if we are abiding in him, we know how to pray. We know what to ask for. We're searching the very heart of God and our prayers will echo what God desires for you and for our community and for our place. And so hear the invitation and abide. Heed the warning and abide. And then accept the, accept the promise. I have said these things to you so that my joy might be in you and your joy might be complete. Sometimes there's this idea that being a Christian is about killing joy. It's about just a bunch of rules and regulations. But no, Jesus says, I'm coming, I'm speaking to you so that you might have joy, joy to the world we just sang with such gusto and such enthusiasm. This week, Vesper is dimmed, it's all dressed up. She looks so good. We're gonna be singing songs of joy. Jesus speaks to us, speaks to us again and again and abide, abide, abide so that my joy might be in you. My very heart might be in you so that your joy might be complete. You're getting ready to go. And we bless you as you do so. But as you go, take this word, abide. Abide so that you might experience the deep fountain of joy that is eternal because it is the very life of God in you. Amen? Friends, go in peace.